One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napson. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. 
And I'm Jennifer Landa. We are here to talk about breaking news from a long time ago. It's our Star Wars news show. And we have some stuff to get to, some fun reveals, some follow-ups, some information just dropped as we sat down to record. But before we get to all that, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, a little bit later, we'll have our Four Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should try out on us. I said MP3, but I sound, almost sounded like I said MPV, which was the Mazda van I learned to drive on. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> those, uh, those cars and uh, various uh, diseases that can happen to your body, they sound too similar sometimes. <laughs> Too similar. Too similar. Uh, that's our Audible. That's that. That's one of the A's we do around here. But the other one is our Ask. Joseph, we got some uh, stuff to get to in the Ask. That is right. We are continuing to promote our Patreon page. Everyone has uh, been so kind, so involved, uh, jumping on there, getting to be a part of the Discord, and also having lots of uh, fun discussions on the posts that we put on uh, Patreon. Uh, we got some new exciting things. We got some uh, new merch tiers. Uh, the latest episode of Indiana Jones and the Perilous podcast has dropped. That is a big discussion of Temple of Doom. We did it. We uh, talked about the film longer than the runtime of the film, <laughs> which isn't a first, but uh, it was it was so fun. We're having so much fun uh, doing those. And also we do have an announcement when it uh, comes to Patreon. This is something uh, that everybody unlocked. It was a goal that we built to. Uh, and it is the new YouTube series that Jennifer is going to be doing. It is called Jedi Beat. It is using some of the audio of old episodes of Jedi Beat and Happy Beeps from the podcast with uh, some new stuff as well, I'm given to understand. But we can announce that Jedi Beat will be premiering Monday, July 17th, and it will run for a total of five weeks. And your kind support on Patreon made that happen. Last thing to say about Patreon is uh, going through and seeing that for the new merch tiers. So Patreon automatically sends stuff out. That's part of what makes it a a good uh, reward for us. Uh, But that also means that uh, if you are a Patreon, you should double check that you have uh, updated your shipping address to uh, the correct one or make sure that your shipping address is in there. So if you're uh, looking at your watch, which... Lots of people still wear, of course, uh, and uh, and looking for, hey, where's my mini poster? Where's my mug? Go ahead and check your shipping address. All this stuff is on patreon.com slash four center. That's a wonderful that's that's kind of like a, a third A address address. <laughs> it's important. It's important. Uh, and, you know, we all I, I always forget. I love that thing where two years later you'll realize, well, where, where did that W2 go? Oh, my old apartment. My old apartment. <laughs> oh, yes. The bane. But uh, we're excited for all that stuff. Thank you for your support over there, folks. Uh, also, uh, we are still, what day is it? It's the 15th, right? Yes. <laughs> Released on the 16th. Oh, I've been traveling. Uh, we still have that survey out there, right? Just we're going to try to push for that uh, uh, final uh, uh, push for a thousand responses on the survey monkey uh, survey, uh, which is helping us plan and look towards the future of Force Center. We have until uh, May 17th, 8 p.m. Pacific. Go to surveymonkey.com slash r slash VJK8K79 or just follow the links on our socials. Uh, all right. A lot, a lot of business up top, which is fun. We thank you all for that support, for uh, listening to all that there. But uh, we are uh, going to get into the news shortly. But as we always like to do, we like to catch up. 
and catch up on Star Wars adventures. And I think me for me, a little bit of Indiana Jones adventures. It's all there. <laughs> and uh, you first, because uh, there was that thing called Mother's Day. And uh, I hope you get to celebrate. I did. I did. Nothing Star Wars there in a, in a, a almost sad uh, of Star Wars event. <laughs> I was getting something upstairs and my daughter, my seven-year-old was like, mom, mom, Leia threw all of her Grogu. I went, what? Because there's really only one Grogu that's kind of, that she might mess with for whatever reason. Mm. It's the one that is the most <laughs> lifelike. Oh, yeah. It's the one that you touch its head and it like moves. It uses different sound effects and it's really, really cool. And she loves it. She takes it with her places. She also mm. sliced a cut in its ear uh, six months ago. That's fine. So I run downstairs and I see little Grogu. She covered him in marker. Oh, no. And I, and I was like, okay, don't freak out. <laughs> don't freak out, right? Because obviously she was upset about something, which is why she's taking it out on Grogu. So I'm like, <laughs> don't freak out about the collectible. Take yeah. care of your child, right? So I addressed that first. And then we were like, okay, let's let's see if Grogu can be fixed. Uh, and let's take care of him. And my seven-year-old's like, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> and fortunately, amazingly, it all came off. And so wow. crisis was averted. And my, my seven-year-old was like, I was going to cry, mom. <laughs> oh, my God. My three-year-old was just staring at me like, oh, my yeah. gosh. So that was a crisis averted. Uh, and in a happier note, I didn't, really didn't buy anything on May the 4th, even though I really wanted that Ewok vintage Mm. Uh, two set. Oh God. Mm. It was going to be like $50 with shipping and everything. I'm like, I can't, I can't. Mm. Yeah. So I did buy a hoodie that I knew I was going to actually wear more often. It's a return of the Jedi anniversary hoodie with um, the cast on the back. Uh, it has mm. Chewie, mm. Leia, Han, Luke, and I, B Wicked as well. It came. You guys, mm. I put that thing on and it just was like, oh, dream come is cozy. It looks cool. I'm like, I'm going to walk around with a kick, this Return of the Jedi cast on my back. No mistaking me for anything other than a Star Wars fan. Oh, it's just highly recommended. It's on shopdisney.com. There you go. That's a lot of great adventures. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. You had a Mother's Day adventure of, of was that, was everything with uh, the Grogu incident, was that on Mother's Day? It was a day before. Okay, but still, <laughs> what, a, what a great lead in to Mother's Day of doing some, you know, actual great mothering. <laughs> <laughs> Felt pretty bad where I was, I really, I should have seen my face. I mean, because that, that thing, my husband bought that for me and it, it is a collectible and it's meant to be treated with care. And to see his sliced ear covered <laughs> like a Jackson Pollock painting covered in marker. Oh my gosh. I would sit the child down and say, let's talk about Moff Gideon in the proper way to treat Grogu. This is what we do. This is what we don't do. Oh my gosh, I'm going to totally use that. I'm going to totally use that. Next time. I love that like, your seven-year-old is now Bill Paxton from, from Aliens. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> Grogu over, man. Grogu over. <laughs> oh, that was hysterical. Well, in the end. In the end. In the end. You know, you know. Well, hopefully you get to relax, relax for at least five minutes on Mother's Day. Yes, I, yes, exactly. Yes, I did. Thank you. <laughs> wonderful stuff. Uh, wonderful stuff. Grogu will be okay. Uh, Joseph, did you cut the ears off any of your collectibles this weekend? 
No, no, not at all, which I couldn't because I haven't opened any of my collectibles mm. i've been hoarding that that was my star wars uh, adventure <laughs> mm. in the physical realm was hoarding uh, i've ordered a couple things to celebrate return of the jedi that they've had the the 40th anniversary products uh one arrived in a massive box and i was like what's this huge thing i ordered oh uh some big air plastic bags is what i ordered and one funko pop uh Oops. but <laughs> uh sorry environment uh the Funko Pop is, I think it was a GameStop exclusive. It's the Ewok, and I forget the Ewok's name, but uh, the Ewok that is drumming on the Imperial helmets, and it mm. comes with the helmets. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. But because of the weird Funko Pop logic, uh, the helmets are from tiny, not Funko Pop-sized heads. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes you question the, the physics of the Funko Pop universe. So I'm excited to uh, to open that. I also uh, ordered the, oh, the super complex uh, vintage collection action figure. I, I guess they're technically two separate characters, but the character that used to be Klaatu when I was a child mm. uh, and the, apparently two distinct characters, mm. uh, it looks like what the action figure called Klaatu was, uh, but this character is called Woof. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, they both arrived this week and I am I'm waiting to open both of them. Uh, the far more uh, emotional Star Wars adventure is and, and I'll be honest, this is this is also a plug, but it is also uh, the truth. Um, I launched the Kickstarter for this short film that I'm working on. Uh, I talked a little bit about it last week, but now it's launched. It's out there. It is a short horror film uh, called The Nightmare Adorable. It's about the relationship between horror and comedy. It is kind of a cosmic horror stuff. Uh, Ken is very kindly going to play a role in this. Uh, and obviously, anytime you put yourself out there with any sort of creative project, it's scary uh this is a big one with lots of moving parts where i'm asking lots of favors from friends uh and launching a kickstarter is it's it's not just the oh will i make enough money it's really going deep into that i'm asking people to do all this for me like mm. uh it uh, i felt like i have spent the entire week just asking people for things <laughs> <laughs> and it gives me such anxiety to just be asking so much of yeah. so many people because everybody is having a hard time. Everyone is busy. Everyone has stress. Everyone is, is tight in money. And I, it, and it's, it's in some ways the most stressful part to be like, Oh, sorry, sorry to ask anything mm -hmm. of anyone. Uh, but I've been also watching young Jedi adventures and coping uh, with Kickstarter and fear by watching young Jedi adventures. And like, see, look at those three, four, uh, they're always asking one another for help. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. yes. So if nubs can do this, <laughs> I can right. push go on this Kickstarter and I can keep promoting it. So I, it, I'm joking a little bit, but in all honesty, it, it really is one of those moments where it's that kind of true, deep down, irrational fear. Yeah. The kind of thing that Star Wars talks about and the kind of thing that we talk about on Force Center in my honest Star Wars adventure this week was truly turning to Star Wars into this conversation to help me push past that and go, this is scary <laughs> on a practical level and on an irrational level, but I'm going to push through and I'm going to ask for help. Uh, and that was a, a great Star Wars adventure. Aww. That's a wonderful one. 
I felt like I was a small part of it. I was watching a lot of it happen. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big part of it. You helped promote it and all that. So, yeah. So thank you. And uh, people have been uh, so generous to Force Center uh, lately with our push on Patreon, with our push on YouTube. Uh, if anybody is interested and, and has a couple bucks, I appreciate the help. But I also just really want to recognize uh, that we have been asking a lot of of listeners and you've really been coming through for us. That is absolutely seen and felt and deeply mm-hmm. appreciated. Absolutely. Deeply appreciated. Uh, as, uh, as we try to grow, move forward, as the podcasting industry changes, as, uh, you know, uh, we change our audience, uh, changes along with us. It's been a, it's been a fun adventure. So, yeah, absolutely. But Ken, what were your adventures and did young Jedi adventures help you through anything? I haven't finished watching. I, I watched those first two uh, episodes, which I think is what, what we said, what, four adventures? Because there's two episodes, two, two adventures mm-hmm. every episode. Uh, I'm going to return to that and can't wait. Uh, a lot of fun. Team Nubs forever. Uh, for me, it was, uh, uh, I was saying, it was an Indiana Jones weekend. Uh, and it's been a kind of an Indiana Jones week. We are doing Indiana Jones and the Perilous Podcast, uh, as Joseph said up top. And we had a lot of fun doing the Temple of Doom one. Mm-hmm. Uh, as often as the case, you know, something that maybe I... I don't know, don't think I don't enjoy as much as I, you know, remember, or ah, it's not one of my favorite of the indie movies. But once, once you do a deep dive and you start connecting with the themes and you see it, see it again for the first time, you see it, some parts of it very much for the first time. I, I just was kind of energized by that conversa- conversation. And I actually had mentioned previously, I got, I got an Indiana Jones worlds of adventure toy, which mm-hmm. is uh, going to go pair nicely with my Han Solo on Tauntaun I have. These are more like the cartoon. These are four and up suggestions for age, which, mm. you know, uh, is some, somewhat insulting um, to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of fun. It's Indiana Jones with horse is the official title. Uh, or Indiana Jones con caballo. Caballo is, is also listed on here as well. Or mit per, per, per it goes, several languages are on this box. And I think I know <laughs> how to say them all. Thanks to Indy. But anyways, I, I was just, I was, is one of those um, in the store kind of like there's the serious, more uh, black series, six, six inch figures, uh, uh, larger scale indie toys. And I just saw this little indie on a horse from Raiders of Lost Ark. And I went, nah, come on, that belongs on my shelf. Um, so <laughs> feeling the vibe from Indy. It also hurt me. I had another project going on this weekend, uh, working for uh, uh, my friend Billy at another company. And I had to do an Indiana Jones kind of summary project. Um, mm. And they needed it short. But when I got to the like the movies, I had all the themes bursted out of my head. <laughs> so <laughs> I've already gotten notes of, yeah, no, they don't uh, need the themes of King, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> <laughs> trust and information being kept from you and trust issues. Is, uh, and I was like, all right, all right, I'll save that for Force Center. So <laughs> thank you all for taking me on that adventure. Well, I'm glad that you have such a bountiful collection of Harrison Ford writing things. I'm trying to yes. think of uh, what else you need. I need a, a what did, did he write anything in regarding Henry? Like a car? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can just be writing a chair, writing his feelings. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, wonderful indeed. All right. All right. Let's take a look at some Star Wars news. But we do have an update first, at least some information that uh, came out on the social media highway there. Uh, We now know that on June 28th, we'll all get to enjoy Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian, the making of season three. Uh, Looks like they're just doing the the one episode uh, 
uh, deep dives as opposed to the eight episodes that the first season was. I get that. I get that. Uh, but sometimes, I don't know, a little disappointing. I like, I like to spend a lot of time in this stuff here. But exciting stuff there. Uh, Joseph, I'm sure we'll take a deep dive in. But uh, how do you feel? What secrets will be revealed in the making of season three? I'm. I just kind of forgot that they normally do these because it's been a mm-hmm. while. So I was just excited to remember. Hey, yeah, they do these. I also missed the eight episode. Uh, John Favreau <laughs> mm-hmm. has everybody sit around a table. What if they don't do that anymore because that just really racked up costs with with John hosting <laughs> like hours and hours of conversation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think I, I think what I'm most excited about is the first thing I'm always excited about these is just seeing the level of hard work and dedication and craft and care and thought. And mm-hmm. uh, it's always fine if, if, you know, people don't like something as much or, or like I said before, I think this season of, of Mando is really different. I think it is a little bit more of an ensemble and it, and it does branch out into a much bigger uh, galaxy. So if people maybe bumped against it, eh, that's totally understandable, but I'm always happy when these come out because I feel like these are sort of any sort of pushback against, uh, laziness. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no laziness in, to me involved in the crafting of something like uh, Mandalorian season three. So always fine if you don't like it, but sometimes it might open the door to more appreciation when you see how hard people worked, how much they care, how much thought went into it. I agree with that one. Uh, excited to, to really uh, go into it. I do, I do miss the dinner, dinner for five Favreau. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of fun. Jen, uh, will you take your now earless Grogu and watch this? <laughs> Excited. <laughs> yes, I will. I will. I, I, I love these, but I really, the Obi-Wan, the Kenobi one, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't as much of a fan of the format where they're, mm-hmm. you know, they had the actors staring at the big screen. It, mm-hmm. I, I really like more behind the scenes where I feel like a fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, less presentational, more candid, more honest. And I think at this point and where we are with Star Wars and Disney, I don't think we're going to get like what, what I'm wanting, mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe a little bit more. I, I liked some of the other Disney gallery ones. I liked the Boba Fett one. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'd like to see more about the, te- the technology that they use or the special effects, how they made the seaweed pirate, like things like, or, you know, the mythosaur, like, mm. what was that like? What were the conversations around that? Um, obviously a lot of Bo-Katan. So there's things that I'm excited to dive into and get the the cast and the uh, crew's perspective on it. Mm-hmm. I, I just hope it is a little bit more, I don't want to say honest, because that's not right. I, I just, a little bit more like, you know, <laughs> documentary style. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of behind the scenes used to be like, here's the trial by fire that the team went through to make this. Yeah. And I think there's always that that uh, that concern from a uh, marketing and press perspective that there's a fine line there of it's impressive if you went through a trial by fire, but it's also opens the door to like, (laughs) they barely made it happen. It could have all fallen apart. And I find that honest because I think that's every creative project, no matter how high the budget. But mm-hmm. I think there can be a little bit of like, eh, do we just want to make it look like everything was roses the entire time? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I get you, Jen, too. The, the format of the Obi-Wan is a little different, like you said, presentational. And, and uh, you know, like Justice saying, I, w- I want to get I want to get the dirt under the fingernails sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. 
but uh, we'll see. Be interesting. I, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of wonderful Jack Black uh, mugging the camera off, off oh, camera, right. or off, 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 off the set moment. So that's going to be. Fun. I hope it's wall to wall Hal Hickel and friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do think like they they did up uh, the the scale in the amount of characters and the the ship fights and the effects. And I am really interested to see if they spend more time on how did we level up. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. Love that. I do see if they were doing multiple episodes, we would have chapter three, the seaweed princess. So the seaweed. Princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The seaweed princess will be in skeleton crew for sure. That, that, that and, and, and more on that here in the major news. So anyways, check out Disney gallery, the Mandalorian, the making of season three. It's going to drop June 28th, which seems far away, but Oh, Oh, it's not. We'll get to it there. All right, let's get to the uh, news headlines here. And yes, he did that. Oh, I did a joke. I did the Urkel thing. Uh, Jaleel White spills skeleton crew news live on air. Uh, whether he was supposed to or not, Jaleel <laughs> White, forever to be remembered as playing Urkel on Family Matters, gave NHL hockey fans a hot scoop. Uh, White will be appearing in the skeleton crew as a pirate. The comments came during an Edmonton Oilers game on Sportsnet. When asked about, hey, where can fa- fans see in Max? White simply offered up, oh, oh actually, I'm going to be in the new Disney Plus series starring Jude Law called Skeleton Crew. Uh, White stated, yeah, it's coming out in uh, November, December, and it's part of the Star Wars universe. So that's a big change for me. I have to, I had to do two hours of makeup every day. I get to play a pirate. Uh, so anyways, I just love this. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> came out the way it did. Um, whether he thought, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, and I, I, you know, I was trying to remember, you guys can help me. Like, did we know November, December? No, it seems like he no. broke the scoops all around here. So let's start with the actual news here. What do we think uh, uh, about this casting and what, it, what might it mean for this series, both in story, pirates uh, abound and, and maybe the vibe and approach with which getting with getting a performer like this jen what, uh, what do you think here about uh, jaleel white in skeleton crew well it's funny because i would have never caught this uh, mm. and i watched the clip and it's like this just so loud and he's just throwing this out there in the midst of this, <laughs> this interview and this is major major news i'm sure that uh yeah this was a real surprise so uh, the casting, I think it's great. <clears throat> I think it's a fun choice. I think it definitely appeals to the generation that m- they may have kids right now. or uh, So it kind of feels like a family, family matters. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No. There was nothing there. Um, so like kind of like a family thing that's happening mm-hmm. with this show appealing to different generations. He still is, is acting. And I think that he has been on like Raven's house and things like that. Mm-hmm. So he is uh, still in, in the public eye, but <laughs> that's interesting because he's going to be covered in makeup. So I don't even know if we would have even known who he was <laughs> until the credits, right, especially right. because we all associate him with like, you know, the, did I do that? Like that kind of voice. <laughs> People don't really see him as yeah. the way he is now. Yeah, a uh, uh, tall, uh, uh, a tall, strapping gentleman, man. He's he's no no stranger to the gym too. As well, yeah, I uh, love this, and I think you're right. I think this would have been us during an entire episode going, "Who? Wait, I, what is that boy? Who is that? Who is that?" Mm-hmm. And then the credits. It's been kind of been a staple from even the pilot episode of The Mandalorian. I think, uh, yeah, and I agree with you on the vibe there. A lot of the, a lot of things to dive in there. Joseph, your thoughts on? Uh, uh, Julia White and how many Friday nights did you spend with Family Matters? Because <laughs> uh, 
uh, very few. Just yeah. it was, I was yes. not quite the correct age. Yep. Um, I, this was I, I I saw the tweet come across and I was like, okay, cool. I'll I'll look into this more. You know, when, when mm-hmm. we're here to talk about the news and this was just so funny to me. Normally I'm like, I got to dig into the article and see the context. There's no context whatsoever. This is mm. the entire quote yeah, right. <laughs> at a hockey game. Just perfect. It's like a press release that mm-hmm. was, just came yeah. rolling out. And so that by itself is, is mm-hmm. fun to imagine uh, what, what conversations uh, uh, Mr. White is having yeah. <laughs> uh, this weekend uh, with Disney. They're kind of busy with some other things, so maybe. Um, yeah, I, I think the the things that are really interesting to me about this is continuing mm-hmm. the, the fun stunt casting tradition of the Mandoverse. To me, yeah. it is yet another thing to really remind people that this show, even though it's got... Uh, different writers, maybe a different vibe that it's still deeply a part of the Mandoverse. Mm. And I agree with you. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's in one episode. Maybe he is the the mm-hmm. big bad. We don't know. Uh, but it definitely would have been that thing where, Ooh, do we, do we recognize him? But then he pops up. Maybe they were, maybe they're going to announce him, but it, it's, it is in that, that idea of how can we draw more people to check out star Wars? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think people being like, yeah, I've seen some star Wars, but I got to see Urkel as a, pirate terrified children i can mm-hmm. see that being a selling point for people to get to to try it out um i think the other thing for me is kind of like like you're asking of what it might mean for the actual show mm-hmm. um i wonder if it is going to be a lot of other casting like this yeah. not just stunt casting in general but that if skeleton crew is a story about children and about coming of age um, maybe Jaleel White is just, hey, this is fun, and he's a great adult actor who can do many different things. But he is Urkel, and, and Urkel to me is like yeah. the uh, apotheosis, the 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 height, and in some ways the end of a specific kind mm-hmm. of storytelling of the sitcom of the catchphrase. He's yeah. he's the height of that vision of a stereotypical nerd, the one that that our generation grew up with, with yeah. the suspenders and the big glasses, and they're real smart. And they have a nasal voice. And that idea has entirely changed. So, so casting somebody like that makes me think: like, are they also going? Are the all the pirates going to be <laughs> famous children actors? Will yeah. it be Haley Joel Osment? Uh, will <laughs> will will Drew Barrymore be the pirate princess? Yeah. Uh, that is is part of what's really interesting to me. Like, like they did that with Riverdale. Of like, all mm. of the adults were former teen stars of the same that would have been in Riverdale as teens back in the day. That's uh that's amazing. I, I kind of think in a way that's where we're headed, right? It just has that that vibe. You're right. It was it wasn't like they put out a casting call for normal and Julio White's people were like, hey, we got we got we got a self-tape for you. You know, submit it. Yeah. This just <laughs> seems like Watson Ford going, hey, who's out there? Who's out there that represents exactly what you're you're saying? That's what the the Drew Barrymore thing is is that's a wild prediction, but also one that I'm like, well, that actually kind of makes sense. You get a, an early ambulance star and, mm-hmm. and put them opposite these, these kids. I, I I'm kind of excited about this. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm like, you just have, uh, you know, didn't grow up watching family matters, but you couldn't ignore Urkel. It was everywhere. And I'm sure Julia White at some point in his life has wanted to ignore Urkel, but he can. And it seems that maybe, um, he might've got, you know, eventually gets to the point of, Hey, that's, that's who I was. It's who I am and who I always will be. So, uh, I, I'm excited for him to have this fun opportunity. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about who else might show up. 
and and how intentional it might be just beyond uh you know Favreau and his what are my sketch and stand-up comics from the 90s that I love I love those I love the you know Brian Poisson and Star Wars is still insane to me but yeah I, I'm, I'm excited about that and Jen any other names that you think of no Ray Romano I don't know <laughs> it's just <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm there for. Yeah. yeah, Henry Thomas, who played Elliot in ET, uh, oh. is he? He was great mm-hmm. in in uh, one of the the house shows on Netflix, uh, the yeah. the horror shows. I'm I'm spacing on the name, but he he was the dad oh. in that, and he was phenomenal. House on mm. the Hill, right? Was that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did see parts wow. of that. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, the, the possibilities are endless. I think just go. I think it's through. also. Yeah, we can. Yeah, let's just we can spend the rest of the hour of this episode looking through kids, uh, kids, former kid stars that came out terribly. Anyway, uh, the pirate confirmation is also, a, I think, easy to overlook because I think that has that's been in the rumor mill. Uh, they showed the trailer just at Star Wars Celebration that had the shot of the pirate from Mando season three, Vane, in it. Hmm. Um, but that that makes it really interesting to me too. More confirmation that maybe it's a couple episodes with pirates, or if pirates are the big bad. This question of kind of how much the show is going to lean into the history of pirate storytelling. Like pirates have a lot of their roots in terrifying children, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, from Treasure Island to Peter Pan. You know, yeah. we we tell stories of pirates as kind of like really awful, really scary adults, but they're often paired with uh children so i wonder if they're leaning into peter pan treasure island vibes for the whole show i uh, that makes sense and, and uh, doesn't uh, goonies has a pirate ship in it right yeah oh. uh not that ev- yeah not that everything in this has to be beat for beat amlin gold or classic 80 stuff but that, that's very cl- clearly the stated kind of uh, vibe and I, I think you're right uh and um you know, uh, Vane, I like Gorian Shard more than I like Vane, but it also just, he looks and feels perfect to be fighting children. <laughs> there is something, yeah, about for, for kids, like, you know, I, I don't know how it would be for like younger kids, like my seven-year-old seeing like, you know, if the Sith were the bad people, right? Which they are. Uh, it's a little bit scarier, but a lot of the content that she watches, the Tinkerbell movies, obviously Peter Pan and all, and the Lost Boys and, and um, oh, even in J- Young Jedi Adventures, the, mm-hmm. the you know, the crew are yeah. pirates, right? And the idea that they're stealing for people, it just makes it, it makes them more, less scary villains, and pirates can be funny, pirates can be cheeky, uh, they, they can often be redeemed, right? It's going to be a little bit of an easier thing for kids to digest, as opposed to, like, yeah. you know, scary Darth Vader, which obviously <laughs> we had no problem as kids digesting yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, Hondo's in that pirate tradition too, yeah. uh, which makes me wonder, you know, if the pirates are the big bad, are they kidnapping these kids to ransom them back to their rich core world parents? Ooh. Is one of these kids force sensitive? <laughs> are they trying yeah. to kidnap and sell force, force sensitive children? You know, for families. Yeah, right. yeah, for fun. Family and fun. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh my gosh, um, so many pirates. Yeah, and, and now I think you just ratcheted up the Hondo watch there. 
Uh, <laughs> yep. being the good guy in this series to help them uh, outside of Jude Law, of course. Uh, also, I will, I will note there's a quote out there from Jude Law, kind of explains the series a bit more. I wouldn't call it spoiler, uh, but spoilery. But I, I, I took it out of this just in case uh, no one wants any context yet. It mm. goes into it a little bit, uh, but nothing I would that I would say is surprising based on things we know of the show already, and including this casting here. Uh, I, I think perhaps the biggest news, uh, as we said, was the November-December release. Now, that is far from confirmed. Uh, I don't know if Jaleel White's in the programming meetings at the uh, uh, Disney offices there, but it would make some sense. Uh, we've been wondering when the show is going to drop there. Had been 2023 thoughts before. We, now we know Ahsoka in August, at least of, uh, as of right now. Um, so again, definitely not confirmed, definitely not announced, but he said it. So let's discuss this show being perhaps the winter slash holiday season release for Star Wars in 2023, because that's kind of a big slot. Mandalorian and, of course, the movies uh, 2019 and prior uh, prior other than Solo. Uh, and then, uh, you know, some of the other uh, things we've enjoyed during the, the winter months here in Star Wars. And I also say in there for Disney Plus, Willow was kind of in that spot last year. Mm. Mm. Uh, a series that I ended up enjoying a lot, but I know it wasn't uh, 100% well-received from everyone. I don't know if that's 100% fair for the show, but it was in that slot as well. So, Jen, thoughts on uh, on that, this being the fall, holiday, wintry release for Disney? It's so smart, obviously, because of the holidays. Families are together. They want to be able to, to bond, right? And for, for me, it makes so much sense that I get to watch movies with my kids. It's so much fun. And Disney has got that locked. I remember when Encanto came out. Oh, my gosh, that thing was on repeat. So this this is really smart marketing. And I love that Star Wars has kind of cornered, cornered the uh, holiday time because it's something to look forward to. Even though they're not in theaters, I'll take it at my theater mm -hmm. in home. Yeah. No, I like that. That's why I thought of the Willow thing. It's 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 a family vibe, and so hey, mm. maybe you're not saying everyone. This is the case for everyone, but hey, you know, sitting around uh, with the family, uh, binge a little uh, good old fashioned Star Wars family entertainment. Not not a bad thing at all, there, Justin. Huh? Mm -mm, no, it, it makes a lot of sense to me because it, it. I think it's been rumored to be 2023, but like mm -hmm. during Star Wars Celebration, they had some like solid confirmations, like Ahsoka August. Um, and, and this has been, I don't, I think, uh, kind of, we'll see. So holiday season makes sense. It's a little bit of breathing room, uh, from Ahsoka. Uh, the general tone of it is, this is a show featuring kids, but it is for people of all ages really mm -hmm. makes sense for the, you know, is it, is the, are the first episodes coming out around Thanksgiving maybe? So you can sit mm -hmm. down and get hooked on the first couple episodes and have that great family fun or, Hey, is is your Thanksgiving a little rough? Well, at least you haven't been kidnapped by Urkel, kid. So <laughs> be happy. A uh, lot of fun vibes uh, to it. I, it also makes me wonder if, you know, we, we've had this conversation about Mandalorian. I think some of the power of the first season and maybe why some people have struggled with it is that first season was so you don't ever have to have watched a Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And I heard from people in my life of like, I was a fan, but my and my one kid was kind of a fan. My other kid never watched it, but we all watched Mando. And mm -hmm. everybody got pulled in by Grogu. So even though this is part of the Mandoverse, I wonder if this is, I wonder if uh, Lucasfilm is going to sell this as a little bit more of, hey, has, they, they won't say it this way, but hey, has Mandoverse gotten a little complicated for you? Did did you feel like you had to watch, 
you know, a curated list of 18 animated episodes to get the most out of Ahsoka. Yeah. Come back to just, you don't need anything. These are kids. They get kidnapped by pirates. Have (laughs) happy holidays. And that's it. And you're in. (laughs) Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. That or the marketing being what you said of (laughs) holiday meal going bad. Sneak off and watch this. Uh, no, that absolutely mm-hmm. makes a, a, a ton of sense um, for what's going on and what went on with Mando. And I think that's, you know, just seeing some of that footage at, at Celebration and, and um, the real, you know, kids in the forest with flashlights vibe going on there just kind of makes a lot of sense. And I, I think uh, uh, I, I think it works more than a summer season show or a spring show or, you know, what might be now more serious stuff. Uh, early early fall, which was Andor last year, or early in the year like Mando, and it's uh, and it's epic tale. It's uh, sprawling out of it there. So uh, good stuff. I think we're excited. Um, what yeah? What is kind of the especially with the little update of information here? And there's rumors are starting to emerge. I've heard some rumors with the composer start to poke out there. Uh, I got Jude Law and his mustache speaking about it a little bit more. <laughs> um, it was a show that I you know like a lot of folks for me was like ah cool. I didn't expect anything like this. What do you got? Uh, we know it's the uh, kid vibe, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a quote kids show, Jen. So what's your mm-hmm. temperature check, expectations, and excitement level for Skeleton Crew right now? I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to work for kids of all ages. I think probably like the youngest might be about like my seven-year-old, probably. I I think that there are going to, they're not going to make it so uh, watered down, you know, that that a three-year-old could watch it. That wouldn't be fun. It's definitely going to be like E.T. And Star Wars is family friendly. I mean, obviously Andor was probably the most mature that we've gotten. Um, but Star that's like the in the DNA of Star Wars is to appeal to multi-generational families. So um yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I have no expectations, which I think is probably the best way to to go into it. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Joseph, you ready for the uh, pirate princess character I created? <laughs> Yeah, only if she's played by Drew Barrymore. Let's go for it. Uh, yes. the, the children will be forced to uh, attend the strange wedding yeah. of uh, Gorian Shard and Shandy Gore Law. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, the trailer was really good, and, and I, I never know exactly how much or how to speak about the trailers that, that we're lucky to see uh, mm-hmm. at Star Wars Celebration. But I just think the trailer made it really clear that it isn't just for kids like mm-hmm. it, it was really really emphasizing that it's wonderful to see uh the galaxy to have excitement and adventure but you got to pass through the terror and you felt the terror from the kids and from the parents in the trailer so it felt like a, a real good sit down and and almost everybody's in amblin and it makes a lot of sense some stranger things vibes of like mm. yeah, this is for everybody but the stakes it, are, are real and in, in the scariness um so hopefully uh this will be a very scary pirate that jaleel white is playing <laughs> made a lot of urkel jokes but obviously but i also did look it up because i didn't didn't know he's been doing a, a lot he's been a, a voice of Sega, he's uh, uh, or um, Sonic uh, on Sega, uh, tons of different uh, dramas and procedurals. He's been on a couple seasons of or guest starred. He was on this show called The Big Show Show, which is a wrestling show. Uh, and one of the writers was my friend Brian Bradley. So I'll have to ask oh. uh, my friend how he feels about this news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Uh, good information there on uh, his work. And yeah, I'm with you, you both. Uh, I'm excited, um, excited what we can get to and 
yes, season one of Stranger Things is, is chilling, spooked me a bit, me being so scared easily. Uh, so I think that's a great way to uh, look at it, not not just uh, all the Amblin stuff. Uh, but that is pretty much um, the word, the phrase, the description we hear a lot from even them. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see how it all rolls together, and we'll uh, talk about it then and let you know when information's confirmed. More news on the way. Before we do that, we'll take a quick break, as we do, and give you a Four Center Recommends, an audio book we think you should try out on us. I know we're close to probably changing this, Joseph, but what do we have to Oh, yeah. Get excited because we're going to change it next week. But for now, it's Battle Scars by Sam Meggs. Ken and I recently read this one and had a fun discussion of it. I'm sure a ton of people are playing Jedi Survivor right now. And uh, maybe they didn't read this book and maybe you want to give it a listen. We really enjoyed it. There you go. Download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. And I'm still playing Survivor and I'm still falling off high cliffs. <laughs> All right. Quick break. And inside more news here on Force Center. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. 
Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back to Force Center. We're taking a look at Star Wars news. And this one is a, I'm calling it a strike update here, but let's get into it. Uh, Tony Gilroy has apparently ceased all writing and producing work on Andor. So last week we talked uh, more in depth about the ongoing WGA strike and how Tony Gilroy was reportedly still producing the series, but not handling any writing duties. And I think we did wonder how long that would last. Uh, we also were uh, wondering about that. And uh, um, we also had mentioned that this was not being well received by other WGA members, understandably, and particularly uh, writer Abdullah Saeed, who called out Gilroy in a May 8th Instagram post. Uh, and when I say called out, it, it was a, I wasn't like a, you know, some kind of a, a challenge on the schoolyard. It was just kind of a, Hey, what? No, this is, this isn't necessarily good. If he's, he's still on set, um, still handling these duties because that's all kind of considered writing. Plus the idea that's out there and there's other big shows still going on in productions, uh, that, Hey, maybe if we all, uh, you know, stopped working on this stuff together, this might come to a conclusion faster. Uh, a united front if possible. Uh, anyways, uh, Gilroy offered an update, maybe even a clarification, uh, but here's what he said. He told The Hollywood Reporter, I discontinued all writing and writing-related work on Andor prior to midnight May 1st. Uh, after being briefed on the Saturday showrunner meeting, I informed Chris Kaiser at the WGA on Sunday morning that I would also be ceasing all non-writing producing functions. Um, we'll get into it here. There's still possibly maybe a, a week unaccounted for. I wasn't sure of the dates and times. I'm not trying to hold Gilroy to the flames. I'm just wondering what's going on here. Uh, but at the end of the day, he is not producing right now. So, uh, Joseph, Jennifer what, are, Jennifer, what are our thoughts on Gilroy? Stepping aside, I will say I could not find anything that said Andor had stopped production overall. So I don't know mm. what's going on. Um, same thing for Accolade. I don't know the status of all that right now. But, Jen, we'll start with you. Thoughts on uh, Gilroy uh, um, stepping aside completely. It's very interesting because we know that Disney sent out that email saying, showrunners, you must continue your duties. And I think that he was continuing his duties. And I, I don't think he was writing. But what is what is something to consider is that, you know, changes in technical or stage directions can be considered writing. It is very muddy waters. And, and I'm, but at the same time, he wants to move forward. They, they have a deadline. He is a showrunner and maybe he tried to get some things kind of taken care of before he knew he would have to step away and put his pen down. The test is over, <laughs> Mr. Gilroy. Um, no, but I, I think, I don't think he, I don't think that he meant to, to do it. I think, I don't know. How do I phrase this? He's, you know, he's, he's been in this business so long. He's been through strikes before. Like he knows, he knows the deal. 
Yeah. But Disney sent that email and, you know, he doesn't want to jeopardize that relationship as well. So it's kind of like, what what do people do, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. That's why I'm not a showrunner. Yeah, yeah. No, and I know what you mean, too. I mean, Tony, just look at look at Andor itself. It seems like this is something he'd be like, yes, absolutely. Pens down. Here we go. And I do believe that probably was the case. But yeah, if you're if you're still working or you're, you know, Andor, what I think they're going through August. Was that what I remember from Celebration? Um, yeah, that sounds right. Right, right. Like, yeah, yeah. You're so close. And also, I, I had mentioned before, I don't offer this up as any kind of excuse, uh, but I was, I, was, I was around here in 07 and 08. Work still continued. Uh, it wasn't uh, questioned as much, but it was a different time. It was also social media was a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just was, it continued with, quote, no writing. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing out there. Uh, I just, that was kind of the case. And so maybe there was some thought of that here, not offering as a defense of them, just maybe a frame of mind of, hey, we're going. Um, this uh, Instagram post comes out and yeah, uh, he didn't address that directly, but maybe it's this, all right, you know, you're right. And, and it, the, the perception is the reality here. Um, so a, a lot of things to consider, a lot of things to wonder, um, hmm. uh, going forward. But anyway, we talked last week of how, how will this affect Star Wars? It, uh, it will affect it and it should affect it. Shows could be delayed. Releases could be delayed. All those kind of things, Joseph. Uh, so a lot going on here to uh, follow up on. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I was happy to see this news. Um, I, I do think it is the right thing to do in this situation. I think that um, it's something that the union is, is asking uh, mm-hmm. on this particular strike. Um, I, I think it is one of my first thoughts when I saw this as uh, the headline is like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, <laughs> uh, so kudos to Tony Gilroy for not for just making a professional statement to a trade publication mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and not waiting into, well, here's his Instagram post back. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, some, yeah, yeah. some creators uh, do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it works out great and that's the venue for it. And other times not. And this just, uh, I thought that was great. I thought that was classy. Yeah. Here's a statement to a trade publication. <laughs> I shall not be uh, letting my thumbs go wild on social <laughs> social media. I do think that it, it is a really difficult thing to separate writing and producing. It's it's mm-hmm. really murky. Um, and th- this quote from the same article, the the main one, uh, Ken, that mm-hmm. that you uh, linked here, the Hollywood Reporter one. I, I think this is really clarifying, and I, I think maybe it would would help people. Uh, frame this. Uh, this is the end of the article, and it says, uh, during a WGA meeting with showrunners, many spoke out about the challenges that come with attempting to separate writing and producing. Sean Ryan, the night agent, SWAT, for example, shared a story about his decision to step away from producing services during the WGA strike of 2007 to 2008 because it presented a, quote, never-ending series of ethical dilemmas that mm. could never be resolved before stating that it was cleaner to step away from producing. Uh, He said that according to one member in attendance. And I think it is a really good question of where does writing end and other tasks begin? Like, obviously there are casting directors, there are music, uh, you're scoring professionals, there are editors, but all of those decisions are being run by uh, producers. And if the producer is a writer they are making writer-informed decisions, mm-hmm. and sometimes they are making writerly decisions of, we'll cut that line because that note of music actually uh, 
mm-hmm. tell helps tell the story. So they are kind of telling the story. So you got the the one thing where it is like it's a, it's a little murky by itself. But then on top of that, and the reason I think the union is uh, being more firm during this strike is the division between a writer and producer has been used by studios, streamers, corporations uh, to not pay writers for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, reality TV shows and some game shows don't have writers. They have producers who right. absolutely sit there and write scripts. They do everything that a writer does, but they're not writers. They're producers. Yes. So yep. there's also a history with this where it has been a wedge point. So there's mm-hmm. there's the murky part. And then there's the it is actually a wedge issue used to not pay writers. So I I tend to think that this is this is a, a good thing to hear from Tony Gilroy. I think my other thought, and I'm curious how you both feel about this too, of I'd feel this way on on any show. Mm-hmm. But this is Andor. Okay, <laughs> that's my thought. <laughs> it feels like if there were a writer's strike, uh in the actual story of Andor, Brazos would be on the picket line with with Marva's <laughs> memorial break, right? Uh, there'd be one way out of this negotiation. Uh, so it feels a little more heightened. Yeah, and it's the weird tension of not just this project, but I think just art in general, right? Like I, w- w- I think we all, as, as artists, creators, writers, performers, wish we could just be completely independent putting our messages out there. But it goes nowhere. It's a silent plunk in a lake. No one's around, right? And and mm-hmm. these large companies, and this is what it is. And now we're in the, the algorithm era, and all them playing all those kind of games. It's always been this uh, weird tension, and, and beyond just last five, ten years. I saw a tweet like talking about how Newsies in ninety or the early nineties was this, you know, sort of pro labor story that Disney put out there. <laughs> like, well, we learned the lesson. That's why we're fighting you now. Uh, <laughs> always going to be the case but yeah you know a lot of those tweets were about it about that you know about like i don't yeah this this is andor man this is this this guy this this gilroy's position is this disruptor of of corporations and 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 i think it's okay he's working for one but yeah i'm with you joseph um and and you're right to to point out it, it is it's 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 a lot different it's not just the some of the stories of you know, we talked about Quantum of Solace. I think the hero's narrative somewhat false. If you look at the history of the show, it was just yeah. maybe going to be bad. Um, <laughs> Strike wasn't going to do that, but that's what happens in pop culture. Those things become the stories. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I think things didn't necessarily get better following 0708. In fact, anyways, uh, they got worse because power is going to find ways to to keep cutting um, and, and dividing uh, like you just said, yeah, I've had many friends working for uh, one particular company that, company that always used to come under fire for reality shows of, uh, you know, that's why your actors are on reality shows, but they're not actors. So they don't have to get paid for it. They're not. It's mm-hmm. not a union gig. Uh, you're not a writer, you're a producer. That, that stuff happens all the time. So anyways, um, yeah, for me as a Star Wars fan, too, it was like, yeah, all right, this is this is the right decision, whether it delays the show or not. And I think we all can agree on that one. Yes. I just want to say one last thing is that, you know, I think it really sends a message because he is the showrunner of an incredibly popular hit show. 
And I think that there, there's been kind of this funny narrative that's emerged where it's like, oh, the people that are striking are the people that are not successful. They're the not successful writers. What? And yeah, I've seen, I've seen some narrative around that. And then this interview emerged from the old strike uh, with Aaron Sorkin and Todd Phillips, Todd Phillips, who wrote and directed uh, The Joker. And they were basically like, they, that's basically what they said. And they did not believe in that strike at that time. And so I think it's great that Tony Gilroy is in this position of power and he is standing up for all writers and especially because of the tone of the show, I think it's incredibly important. I don't know how Aaron Sorkin feels about it now, <laughs> but <laughs> that, that didn't uh, age so well. <laughs> I'm sure he will let us know in, in some ways he has some resources. <laughs> yeah. Let us know his thoughts. A walk and talk is coming. A walk and talk is coming. <laughs> uh, there you go. So that, that's all I have on that. Any final thoughts there? And then I also add when I said I don't know the status of Acolyte, I don't, that's not to say uh, Leslie Headland's like, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm good. I, I imagine she might step aside as well. I just don't know the status and I haven't got an update. And uh, I'm just putting it all out there. But anyways, final thoughts here, anyone? Uh, Joseph, you good on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it is normal, you know, caveat. I, I'm speaking from from my understanding and from what I've read and from, you know, what, what friends in the union uh, tell me, but it is all complicated issues. And I encourage anybody who's curious to uh, keep, uh, keep reading and keep looking and listening to everybody's perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll second that one as well. All right. That's, that's the news for right now. Uh, it's uh, that understandably the, the strike is, is dominating a lot of the uh, entertainment news as I think should be the case. And well, you know, we're waiting for more people to go to hockey games to give us news bites, but we'll get uh, the news next week. More on the way. That's it for this episode of star Wars news. Uh, I'll let you know that you can find us and follow us on Twitter at four center pod. We are on Instagram and YouTube as well. We had uh, the eighth episode of figure fights drop last week with Alex and Molly Damon. Check that one out. Uh, Facebook page is four center podcast. We're available on iHeartRadio, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and more. Just search to find us merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash four center patreon.com slash four centers where you can support us directly we set up top, but also from there, get into our discord and discuss Star Wars every day with Force Center friends. Uh, you can follow me at Cadnapsock or go to my website, cadnapsock.com for more. Jen, where can they find and follow you? And I need to see a video on Damage Grogu. Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. He's thankfully looking better now. You can see that on Instagram and YouTube at Jennifer Landa, Blue Sky at Jennifer Landa. Um, oh, and TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138. And I am a perfectionist, so I am rewriting and re-recording some of these Jedi beats. I can't wait for you all <laughs> to watch, to hear. It's I'm having a lot of fun. Wow. Look, some of those were done like eight, nine years ago, right? Some of yeah. Are, yeah. So yeah, I'm sure there's so. going to be more revelations to add and, and that's part of the fun. So that's exactly. great. That's where you can uh, find and follow Jennifer. Uh, Joseph, you've got a lot of things to put out there because you're working on some wonderful stuff. I want everyone to check out that Kickstarter, uh, but where can they find it specifically? Yeah, you can uh, you can find me on uh, the social media, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, TikTok, all those places at Joseph Grimshaw. And as Ken was saying, the Kickstarter uh, for this short film, The Nightmare Adorable. If you go to Kickstarter and search for Nightmare Adorable, you'll find it. Or I think if you go to Kickstarter and search for Joseph Scrimshaw, you will find it as well. Uh, we are recording on Monday morning like we always do. And the project is at about 75% funded, which I'm thrilled about. People have been exceedingly generous. Uh, I, I would love if people uh, are willing, interested 
uh, and have a couple bucks. Uh, I, I definitely am, am in the market for a smaller <laughs> donations as well because people have been exceedingly generous. So, uh, so if you're at all curious, please know that uh, that five bucks helps a lot as well. Yeah, you don't need to do the $10,000 uh, executive suite support level. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add that reward right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Add it right now. Uh, there it is. There it is, my friends. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time here on Force. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.